We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With the seventh pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select Panay Sewell. Tackle, Oregon. He's going to run it straight in. Jared Goldberg. Yes. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. DJ Hawkins. Yes. They did it. They tied it. They're an extra point away from winning this game. Oh, baby, how big is that? Yep. All right, and welcome to part two of our live show. Enjoy. I want to bring Ryan on because Ryan has been on the Malik Willis train since like last year. I want to see if he wants to come on, see what he has to say from POD. Let's bring on Ryan. Ryan, you better join now. We're, we're, <laughs> we're expecting big things. I want to hear Malik Willis take. He's actually been on the Willis train before everyone else. There we go. There's What's up, Ryan? How you what's doing, up, Ryan? I'm doing all right, guys. How are you? Good, good. Hey, man. What's up, man? Welcome what's to up, the man? show, man. Yeah. Uh, thanks for having me. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know. Like I like I said before, it's Malik Willis at number two. It's just like catnip at the top of my Twitter spaces, so I have to come check it out and see what people are talking about. I Honestly, I like listening to you guys talk more than more than myself because I know that I've been in on you know Willis for for quite some time, so it's just good and refreshing to get you know some other perspectives to keep myself grounded, so to speak. Wow, so, I, I have a question for you, Ryan. So you're looking at this draft. Is he the number one guy on your board right now? Like, even if Hodgson's on the board, is that your number one player? Uh. For for the Lions um, in this rebuild, and I think that the afforded opportunity and the luxury that they have ahead of them with a guy like Goff in place right now, uh, I think Malik Willis just makes a lot of sense for the Detroit Lions. You know, I, I think that having that quote unquote bridge quarterback, the the means to um, bigger and better things with Jared Goff, like I I really don't see a spot in the National Football League that Malik Willis could go to and have so so many support systems already in place. So, yeah, he, he's my number one guy on the board. I would I, I would be much more excited to take him than Hutch. Uh, Hutch is definitely a really wow. good football player, and I'm, I'm, cool with, I'm cool with either or at two, um, but I will say that I would be a lot more excited with Malik Willis. Wow, so I'm going to just put it out there. I'm going to put it out there. If you already – Looking at Hutch like that, that means you you really don't even want Thibodeau. How do you feel about Thibodeau? Well, I well, so I mean, let's look at it this way, right? Like Hutch is the overwhelming favorite to go number one 
right? I mean, yeah, he's yeah. I, I you know looked earlier at uh, at DraftKings. He's minus four hundred. I don't think anybody had has had those kind of odds during draft season. So um, there's enough smoke and fire there that I think that Hutchinson's probably their number one guy. And with Cam Robinson getting franchise tagged, it, it seems like it's almost a a sure thing. I I'm right there with Thibodeau though. Like I. I, I really do like Thibodeau's game. I think that a lot of the off the field character issue concern, I don't know, the, 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 the stuff that a lot of people are drudging up, you know, effort while he's playing and his motor and his drive and, you know, his desire to play football. I think all of that is just, I, I think it's draft fodder. I think we spent the entire college football season all the way up until the Michigan Ohio state game talking about how Thibodeau was the unquestioned number one pick. And I think some prospect fatigue set in. I think Hutchinson had a, having a really big game on one of college football's biggest stages, um, you know, really elevated him to being a part of that number one pick discussion, um, you know, when the Lions still had it. But, yeah, I, I, I still really like Thibodeau as a prospect. I think that he could – I think he could be a really good football player. Right. Yeah. And one last question, Ryan. Sure. I just want to hear your thoughts on the Detroit Lions – Drafting a safety at two overall, do you feel like this that would be ridiculous if they draft a safety at two, or do you think um, Cal, um, Hamilton, Cal Hamilton, is that guy and they should draft him at two? You know, I, I think a lot of people bring up the the situation that like the Colts were in back in 2018 when they took Quentin Nelson, um, and they drafted a guard that high. Um, I believe it was in the top five, right? Um, I think it was like eight, the eight overall, I believe, or something like that. Yeah. I, absurdly high for an interior offensive lineman right um yeah yeah definitely. yeah and uh you know you talk about a player at a position like safety or guard off the ball linebacker i feel like we just had this discussion last last draft season with micah parsons right so um i i think that kyle hamilton at two it makes more sense for the lions because there is that immediate need i don't think that you could I think it's difficult to make an argument that the Lions need a player at a position more than they do at safety or linebacker. Um, I think those two positions are of the most immediate needs that they have on their defense still to fill right now. So Kyle Hamilton immediately checks a box. He fills the need. And a lot of people talk about him being, you know, pound for pound position, regardless, the best player in the draft. So you know, if, if if the Lions want to go that route, I think it sends I think it sends a different message, right? Like if they take somebody like Malik Willis, okay, maybe there's a little bit more to this rebuild than Brad Holmes was ever willing to admit when he, you know, was hired and talked about this is a retool and this is that and this is this. I, I think that drafting somebody who helps in the here and now, like Kyle Hamilton, I think that sends a little bit of a different message. I think that sends a message that, you know. A, that Brad Holmes is very comfortable with Jared Goff, something a lot of us suspect. And B, this team is probably looking to compete sooner than later, regardless of how you feel about their free agency signings or their lack thereof. So, I I would agree with that. Yeah, if you're taking Kyle Hamilton, that seems like it's almost somewhat of a luxury pick because you're just filling in your biggest position of need, not really going, uh, you know, the the best position possible that you could go there because safety at two is, you know, not ideal. No, no, I, I don't think it's ideal by any means, no. 
Um, no. I, I want to know what some of you guys think about Willis, though. Like, I just hopped in the space, so I was, I don't know, like, um, trying to think of a good question to ask. Like, if, if there's a quarterback that you have ahead of Willis, who is it and why? There no. is. Yeah, no, there yeah, isn't a quarterback. Do. There isn't a quarterback for me that I would rather have than Malik Willis. In this draft class, no. Yeah, Malik Willis is probably the top quarterback in the draft right now. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I, I know some people are still holding out um, in, certain, in terms of Matt Corral. Um, I, let, let me follow up with another question then. If the Lions don't take a quarterback at two, do you want them to take one at 32? Depends if it's not Malik it Willis? It, it depends who it is. I mean, I feel like I like Corral at 32 personally. Um, if he's there, I would do that. No, no, yeah, me me and Tyler. I like Howell in the beginning, but like the senior bowl kind of like shifted me a little away from him. Ritter had a really good combine, but again, his tape is also like the inaccuracy, um, the lack of accuracy kind of hurts for me. But at 32, it could be worth the risk, maybe. I don't know. Like, none of these quarterbacks outside of Malik Willis scream that that could be elite. Like, I think Malik Willis could be elite in this league. I'm not saying he's going to be elite, but I think he could be elite. These other guys. I think Mac, I think Mac, I think Mac will have a chance. I, I, I don't see it, man. Could just, be. Maybe. I, I mean, I think his chance is just as high as Malik Willis. No, like, I don't see that. I don't, I don't think that at all. So, if there was going to be a one elite quarterback in this class, I think it's going to be Malik Willis. I just don't have faith in the other guys and maybe they'll prove me wrong like they always do <laughs> maybe kenny pickett comes <laughs> out and comes in all pro like who, who knows right that's not gonna happen absolutely absolutely not gonna happen but like <laughs> watch it happen after all this shit we're talking about <laughs> but yeah, yeah. what he, he's gonna have the steph curry effect on kids he's gonna have he's gonna have six-year-olds out there wearing two pairs of wide receiver gloves throwing football <laughs> let's go him. man kenny, i like two it. gloves <laughs> kenny two gloves man yeah, no, no like, that's that's slander. You cannot do that to Teddy Bridgewater and his legacy. <laughs> <laughs> they both have nice rings here. Teddy two gloves, Kenny two gloves. Like, Kenny, like Kenny two gloves, both. man. I, I like I like it. I like, like it's like if, it has a ring to it. Like if Malik wore two gloves, that would have sound good. Malik two gloves, like that doesn't have a nice uh, ring. But, but Kenny two nah. gloves, that's a nice ring. Malik Malik doesn't need a gimmick, man. He doesn't. Um, no, no, he's got, he doesn't. <laughs> he's he's got his own thing going on. I I, I guess another another good question that I would have for you guys is. Um, from what you've seen of Malik in terms of, I don't know if you've, if you've, you know, taken a look at some tape or if you've just kind of watched highlights here and there or even low lights. Okay. Um, but if there was a, a guy that you could compare Malik Willis to, uh, that you've seen in your football watching career, who, who would you guys say that Malik reminds you of? Ryan, I've been going back and forth on this and like, I might get a little criticized for just like the speed aspect and like the accuracy issues, it's kind of like Michael Vick. I'm not saying he's Michael Vick, but, like, I see a little of Vick in his game. Does that make sense? I mean, earlier, not not to say that you cribbed this or anything, but, like, Mel Kuyper had a lot of the same things to say in terms of, like, he's a right-handed Michael Vick. Yeah, I don't. I think everybody's I, saying that. I have one that's, like, in the NFL right now. I don't think he had, this guy has the same arm as Malik Willis, but do no. you guys see a little bit of Jalen Hurts maybe? No. So, so, so I brought this up um, yesterday when I was talking to the guys at Honolulu Blues, and um, the part of Jalen Hurts that reminds me of Malik Willis because I really like Danny Kelly from The Ringer. Um, he does he does an awesome job with those really, um, really well put together creative mock drafts that he does over there. 
and he said Malik Willis's comp was Jalen Hurts with turbo boosters. And I like that. The the more I thought about it, I was like, I don't know if I see a lot of Jalen Hurts making the off platform throws and having the kind of explosiveness in his throws the way that Malik has, um, especially because he can you know th- throw them from different slots. But what I do see is like they have very similar builds. Like they're very like stocky, um, compact players that don't really remind me of like Vic in terms of agility or athleticism, but remind me more so of a like a power running back in a way that you know Malik Willis. I think, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, 142 force missed tackles. Um, you know, playing playing at Liberty. So I mean, he's a guy who. He, he's not going to go down, right? He's going to he's gonna play through contact. And I think part of that play style kind of reminds me of Jalen Hurts, but I think they have two totally different arms, and I think that Malik is just more of an athletic guy. Yeah, I mean, I, I think once an NFL team gets their hands on Malik Willis, it's not going to be like Jalen Hurts. But from what I've seen so far of Malik Willis, just as far as Liberty and like the little we saw him at the Senior Bowl, it's like, he kind of plays like Jalen Hurts, but I feel like once an NFL offensive coordinator gets their hands on him, they're gonna they're gonna use that arm more. He's gonna have more time to you know really use his cannon of the arm. But as of right now, I see Jalen Hurts. But I think once he gets into the NFL, I think yeah, I don't think it'll be Jalen Hurts. But as of right Man. now, I can see it. I, I just don't see it. I mean, as far as built size, like like Ryan brought up a good point as far as like his built size as far as how they're built, but. They're games. I just don't see it. Malik is like probably twice as fast as him. Way yeah. stronger arm. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I, I I don't I just don't see as far as like a comparison as far as playing playing wise. As far as liberty, I mean, I I think they're 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 pretty similar almost. You're talking about when just when, what's it called at Oklahoma? No, no, no. When Jalen's in the NFL and what Malik has done so far in college. Oh, I mean. Uh... I Malik, know. I don't know. I, I, Malik didn't have many opportunities to really display that arm in, in college because he just barely had time in the pocket. Yeah, and over uh, here, he'd have the best whole line he'd ever have in his life. Sure, yeah. And uh, I guess the last question that I want to ask you guys is um, if there's if there's one thing that's really keeping you from jumping all the way in at Malik going number two, what's your um, what's your biggest reservation or your biggest concern? For me, it's decision making right now. Just I want to see his decision making at the next level. I don't know what that's going to be once he gets into the NFL. Yeah, I mean, when he gets into the NFL, I can tell you now, everybody's much faster, man. So if he's decision making's not as up to par in college, it's gonna be it's gonna be even harder for him to just get it in the NFL. That's why everybody's looking at him as a as a prospect. He may not be a, a day one starter. He may need to sit the first year. You know, he, he may need this just to see the NFL for a whole year before he sees the field. But um, I don't know, man. I just – I don't see – what, what what's the word I'm trying to say, Tyler, <laughs> as far as for Billy Willis, man? I mean, as far as – I mean, decision-making is huge. If, you don't, if you're questioning his decision-making, that's not something you want in your quarterback. You want your quarterback to be confident with every throw he's making. You want to make sure he's a smart quarterback and – you have every right to say that his decision making has been questionable. It, like again, again, that factors into where he played at Liberty and what w- was around him. But I mean, you still want to see him do more. So I understand your concerns. Obviously, like, 
like, like, like, for example, like if he was a complete stud like Joe Burrow coming out, and this is Joe Burrow we're talking about, or even Trey yeah. Lance. Let's 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 say Trey Lance. I think that's better. Trey, like, even, yeah, Trey Lance. Okay, so yeah, Trey Lance, small school, but Trey Lance went a whole year not throwing a goddamn interception. <laughs> so that's it's not now Trey Lance. You look at Trey Lance, you're like, all right, his his problem is not his decision making. He just he just raw, and he just probably needs more time to just see the the, the faster NFL. But decision making wasn't his problem. So yeah, I'll take even if this was last year's draft, I'll take um what's the name over him? I'll take Trey Lance over him. Yeah, I would too. But I, I think with me, the thing with Willis is so when you watch his tape, like during like one game, you'll see like wow, he just made an unbelievable throw, and then few plays that are like, dude, what the hell are you doing? That's, exactly. that's with me, Ryan. Like The inconsistencies um, and then the decision-making. Like, he'll make an unbelievable throw one play and a few plays that are like, dude, what the hell are you doing? My, my, my question is is that, um, and I get it, they, they had a good look at him at the Senior Bowl, and this probably is probably is the reason why. But last year, the, the Detroit Lions had a chance to get Justin Fields, and to me, I think he's a way better prospect as a quarterback a little, than different, Malik Willis. I, different year, though. Completely different year. In I get it. I, I get that. But, you know, you're still in a rebuild. You still get your quarterback. And then, look, you go in this year, you're able to get Evan Neal. So you still could get your tackle, but now you have your quarterback already. So, I mean, I don't see the difference as far as, you know, if you get Justin Fields, Justin Fields wasn't going to make the Detroit Lions a super team. They would have still had the same goddamn record last year. Malcolm, what's what's interesting about Fields, though, the Panthers passed on him. The Broncos passed on him. Um, I I get that. I didn't get I'm, why, but Ryan, do you know why Fields fell a little? Is there anything on that or not really? I, I don't think that there's anything tangible on why Justin Fields fell. I think I think it was just a byproduct of, you know, the way that things shook out at the top of the draft when it came to quarterback, you know, I thought it was really strange that the Jets fell so in love with Zach Wilson. Um, And and, and that's just not revisionist history. You know, I I think that there were a lot of concerns with him, but with the way that they kind of just fell head over heels for him um, and were willing to take him two overall, like that seems strange to me, but yeah, I mean, I, I think maybe Fields got kind of lost in in a really talented and really talked about quarterback draft class. When you know, I, I think I don't think that there's anybody in their right mind that would say, "Hey, if Justin Fields was coming out in the 2022 draft class, you'd be quarterback number one." I, I don't think Absolutely. a lot of people would 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 bat an eye, right? So, oh yeah. Um, but you know, I, I I will say the one thing about the Trey Lance comp is like, you know we had such a limited sample size of Trey Lance. He played That's one, very true. Played, played one season, um, you know, the, the 2020 COVID season, they only got to play one game. And by the time they went to go start the season back up, he was like, yeah, I'll, I'll sit this out and I'll just, you know, sit back on that 28 touchdown, zero interception season yep. and, and, <laughs> and, and, and let teams figure it out. You know, I have all the physical tangibles. I, you know, I, I have everything when it comes to what you want in your ideal build for a quarterback, and I have the arm talent, and I have this and that. Um, I'll let the chips fall where they may. And, you know, I, I, there, there's something that happened earlier this morning that happened on a certain um, small <clears throat> small network of um, – I'll call them radio personalities, but uh, there was a certain somebody that said it would be idiotic along the lines. I already know what you're talking about. I already know what you're talking about. But go, keep going. <laughs> keep it going. <laughs> Why is there such a great concern about Malik Willis if he's drafted at number two? 
to play in September. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oh my goodness. Um, I I don't I don't see the thought process of that as far as like why does he have to play in September? I I, I, just, I don't I, I don't I mean, see I don't see I don't see why he has to. I mean, I, I don't I, I don't, I don't know why no, that's an issue. There weren't those same people out telling Kyle Shanahan that Trey Lance needed to play, right? And that was a win now. They're in a win now mode right now. That's the team that could win a Super Bowl last year. The Lions are not in that position right now, so they could be more patient. Yeah, but like, Absolutely. why would you rush the kid and kill his confidence? No, no, no. I'm not. I, I'm agreeing with you guys. Not, don't rush him. Oh. No, no, yeah. But why are those people saying that though? Like, have they even watched him, or are they just saying things to say things? Seems like they haven't really watched him. Well, no. I mean, like, here's the thing though: is that like, yeah, it you know, it was said today, but it's been, it's been brought up by like quite a few people that the Lions can't afford, and I'm, I'm saying this almost verbatim, right? Is that the Lions cannot afford to take a player at two and not have that player be an immediate contributor because the team doesn't have enough talent around it to what? sustain itself. I, that's that's I idiotic. Mean, that's idiotic. They're, they're acting like this is like year five of the, re, of the rebuild. <laughs> like, like this is Dan Campbell's last shot. And yeah, he better get this right or else he's out of here. He's out of here. Uh, um, Brad Holmes out of here. You know, they, that's what they're acting like. This is well, year two of the rebuild. And, and that's why I kind of want to ask you guys is up to this point, I know the Lions kind of inactivity when it comes when it when when it's come to, you know, getting free agents from other teams. Is that a huge concern for you at this point? No, because um, I actually listened to like Sheila Ford. She was talking on, I think it was Danny Rogers interviewed her. Yeah, it was like the Detroit yeah. Lions, um, but she basically okay. said like they want to build through the draft. And when you look at good teams, like, for example, the Colts, the Bills. Those teams have built through the draft, and now that they're built, they're signing these free agents, um, and they're, they're trying to win now, for example. Obviously, the Colts, the only knock on Ballard was quarterback, but he got Matt Ryan this year. The Bills are pretty much built entirely through the draft. If you look at their roster, like I believe maybe 70%, 80% of their roster is through the draft. Do you, do you know who somebody else's roster is like that, too? The Rams. Yeah. 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 Even the uh, Broncos, yeah. even the Broncos, a little bit too. The Browns, right? The Saints, and and the big thing with the, our free agents that we signed, we all gave them one year, two year deals, man. We gave them, we we got really great contracts. So yeah, I, I'm I'm down with what they did. And th- there was no need to overpay for a guy this offseason. Like you're just not in that position right now. Next year, I think there'll be a more aggressive factor as far as 
you know, if we see a crazy offseason like we did this year with all these trades and all these free agents going to new destination, new destinations, I think the Lions will be in position to make more moves like that. We're, we're going to know a little more about this team after the 2022 season and after we see this draft class. And I think that's where ultimately that's when the Lions are going to start making more of the money moves to start competing for then, for now. But as right now, there's no need to rush that process. It's as cliche as it is. It's, you got to sit back and just kind of trust the process. Question for everybody. This is a question for everybody right now. Um, Brad Holmes said prior to the offseason that this is the talent evaluation process. Or what, what was the exact word he said? For the talent acquisition, talent acquisition yeah. process. Yeah. Talent acquisition process. So you're hearing Brad Holmes say that, and you're watching the free agency, and you're just seeing all these guys coming back. You're like, oh, where, where's the Tyler acquisition? What the <laughs> hell's going on here? What, what the hell is this? <laughs> well, Malcolm, when you also look at the draft, they have, they have I believe, five picks to top 100, right? Five? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that that's also goes part of that player acquisition phase as well. So that's a, so. what you're saying now is that it just based – he said that based off this, this draft and our, our draft capital is what we have. So I mean, that's, where gonna get our, that's where we're going to get our player acquisition, pretty much their draft. I think we're we're taking his words a little too deep. I know he said what he said, and that that's a clear statement right there. But it's the same guy that said last year that this is a retool, and we all knew all along it's a rebuild. It's a rebuild. It was never going to be a retool. A retool is like what the Chiefs are doing right now. You, you trade Tyree Kill and get a pick. That's a retool. What the Lions did, they took over a horrendous roster from a horrendous regime and completely restarted it from bottom to from bottom to top. That's what they're doing right now. So. Right. I don't think anybody. I don't think anybody should have I believed. I did that. That Brad Holmes no. was retooling the roster last year. Oh, oh, retooling no. But as far as the player acquisition, I thought I was like, oh shoot, we're gonna break up. We're gonna pick up people. Okay, okay. <laughs> I was I, hyped. I, I got a question for you, Malcolm. Who was one free agent you saw in the market where you're like, damn, that's a good deal, and I wish the Lions might have been in that sweepstakes. Outside of like one contract, I think the the Devondre Campbell one was like the, maybe the only contract, and who knows if he was even interested because he just resigned with the Packers. Yeah. Outside of that, I'm like, what the fuck that, are we doing? These are all overpays right here. Like, yeah. this doesn't even make sense. Like, so who's that one guy that it's like, I said wish it. the Lions got this deal, and the only you guy it, I Campbell. Like is Devondre Campbell. Yeah, yeah, you said it, Campbell. I mean, that was only guy. I mean, I really wanted him, but then he got a pretty good contract as well. But yeah, all these contracts that been given out this offseason have been outrageous like what the hell are the jaguars doing guys like for real i mean they're kind of rebuilding but <laughs> what are they doing like, like what is that going to lead to you, you get one year of a little better success like okay you're going to win a couple more games and two games than you did last year okay you win six seven games it looks like improvement but like what's the end goal don't you want to win playoff games don't you want to win division titles like the playoff should not be your your ultimate goal and i think yeah. that's what lions fans sometimes settle for you should want more. You should want division titles. You should want playoff wins. You should, damn it, want the Super Bowl. And, and when you look at the state of the NFC North, too, obviously Rodgers, he's here right now, but he's not going to be here forever. The The Bears are rebuilding. I don't know what the hell the Vikings are doing. The Vikings have Kirk Cousins. That's all you need to know. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the Lions right now are That's disrespectful. Rebuild. <laughs> and this is, like, another kind of argument for Malik Willis, right? If you, if like, you take Malik Willis this year, and then you get rid of Goff's contract next year, and let's say Willis is ready to play next year, then you could kind of take over the division in that span while he's under his rookie deal. That's a very fair argument. But you have yeah. to absolutely love the what? guy. We're going to see if they love him. On the, absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. On the draft yeah, I think yeah, they have to love him, I guess. Uh, if it happens, it happens. 
Yeah, so so a couple of things. One, to speak to why the Jaguars are spending all of their all of their coins uh, on free agents. I mean, look no further than the fact that <laughs> their fan base was trying to organize a clown out for Trent Baalke, like in, <laughs> in, 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 in their true. season in their season finale. Like <laughs> yeah, that's that true. guy, that guy feels the heat underneath his feet. Man, he's trying desperately to give you know, Trevor Lawrence, every single weapon that he can possibly have. So, um, that, yeah, that much is that, but I think with the, with the Brad Holmes talk about the player acquisition phase, I, 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 I have to keep on coming back to the fact that like, this was the college director of scouting for the Los Angeles Rams and for the St. Louis Rams, you know, like this is a guy who I think he, I think he makes his bread and butter off the draft and, you know, I, I think he probably has done a lot of talking and he's probably done a lot of, uh, you know, he's, he's done a lot of learning from less need and the way that the Rams are, you know, really creatively kind of um, picking out the inefficiencies and the way that teams overvalue draft picks. And, you know, one of the things that Brad Holmes said in that press conference was during the player acquisition phase that he said that the team was going into is that this offseason, the team had more draft capital and it had more resources um, in terms of the salary cap. And, you know, outside of Alex Anzalone, I don't really have a problem with anybody that they re-signed in terms of bringing back talent. I, uh, is is there anybody that the Lions have re-signed that really, really bugs you? Ryan, no, absolutely like, not. I mean, the, 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 the Tim Boyle stuff, right? I'm, like, oh. I'm actually a big fan of his. But the contract wasn't that bad. It's like whatever. It's like two mil or with one mil. Game. Hey, and when, when you and when you drop Malik Willis, he's QB three, <laughs> right? There, cool. There's a couple of things like that. Other than that, like I love their their re-signings, and there there was obviously like uh, um, which one did I like a lot? It was the Evan Brown one. I was actually scared they were going to lose him, but they brought him back, and that's a key piece because the guy could play center, and I believe he could also play guard, so he's versatile. And he provides good depth. When Ragnar went down, he played like a solid starting center. He did. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think bringing back Charles Harris was kind of a surprise to me as well. A nice surprise. I like that one a lot, especially with the contract terms that they got him towards. Because Seven I, I, mil. I, I thought still after, shocked. I thought after the year he had in uh, with Detroit last year, I thought he could have maybe got a bigger payday. Just how it goes every offseason, the edge rushers usually just get overpaid because it's a very important position to fill out in. You know, usually you get those B type players in the free agency market, and those guys are making over ten million dollars a year. And with the Lions got them, man, they got them less than that by a lot, and they got them on a multi multi year deal. Where they, even if he's not the same guy he was last year, we could opt out of that deal after the 2022 season. So the luxury that and you know that they got with that deal was really really good, and something I was really surprised with. Two years, fourteen million. That's a steal. God damn it, that is a steal. Yo, Ryan, why weren't you so thrilled about Alex Anzalone? He's he's just not good. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. But, like like here's the thing: incredible leader, incredible presence in the locker room. The guy signed a one year contract last season, and he immediately became one of the captains. Yeah, that's awesome. He also among qualifying linebackers 
on PFF. Oh no! Look at PFF. They they did not like that guy at all. No, no, no. This, this isn't a grade, and and their and their grades I totally threw out the window for the most part. Okay, like, I, I'm interested yeah. in in their data in terms of got what it, they collect in terms it. of yeah the stuff that they put together uh, in terms of their data collection. But I mean, he was the number one linebacker in missed tackle percentage, and I have this theory that just because he has that beautiful head of hair coming out the bottom of his helmet. I think it, it makes does. him look yeah, like a more like it looks he looks like a more vital player than he actually is. <laughs> um and, and this is no this is I mean like you know there are times that you have to keep that culture building, right? And I understand bringing back Anzalone is like you know we're we're still going to instill like this culture that Dan Campbell is building and Anzalone is one of those pieces, but he really shouldn't be seeing the field. He's, he's, he's not good. And there, yeah. And and that's why real quick. And that's why the safety position when it comes to taking Kyle Hamilton at number two, um, you know, I, I think, like I said, the only position that I think that you can put neck and neck with safety is linebacker because you look around that room, right? Who who are you trusting to start, like and 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 do quality and do quality work? Ryan, right like now. right now, I'm Alex. devil's advocate with you <laughs> uh, regarding the safeties. Like, okay, I feel like it's a better value at thirty-two getting like a brisker scene or hill than getting Hamilton at two. That's kind of how I feel personally. Yeah, I I agree. Um, ideally, probably at thirty-four. Hopefully, you can get, you know. Um, I'm still very much interested in a wide receiver at 32, but then again, hey, you know, Green Bay has a pick now, and it's they have KC. a couple of picks now, and Kansas City has. They're going to drop the corner. Now. <laughs> Another one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Green Bay always do it. I mean, they, you think they go go receiver, then they do something completely opposite. <laughs> Hopefully, Another they one? go long snapper. Long snapper, a pick. <laughs> what are they? Twenty three, something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you know, I saw. Um, I think it was Daniel Jeremiah updated his mock draft with the Kansas City pick um, that they got from the Dolphins at 29, and they had uh, he had the Chiefs taking Christian Watson. Oh, that's a great fit. Yeah, I mean, we we could start to see a run at receivers starting at 20s. I think Dan Miller brought that up. I saw a tweet that he yeah. he tweeted today, and you you bring up the Packers now. The Chiefs have two top picks in that top 20 right now, so I think it, it could limit the receivers that are available at 32 for the Lions potentially. But I think it might also like um, it was. I think it was Pierre who mentioned, you know, that could open up the Lions at having their pick of the bunch when it comes to safety, right? You know, and, That's and I, think, yep. I, I think any of those guys are are guys that the Lions would definitely be interested. In. I, I think specifically probably um, Hill, um, just because he can play a little bit more of that split zone safety. Yep. Um, they, they, you know, he can play free safety. He can move up and you can play in the slot. So I think that he's probably one of the top guys on their board, but I really like Brisker, man, like in terms of his length and his physicality. Um, and obviously nobody in the draft class is more physical than Lewis seen. So, you know, any, any of those guys would be great picks at, at 32 or 34, but yeah. um, I really am hoping for a linebacker, man. You know, I, I see, I see a lot of those, I see a lot of mocks that have Nicobe Dean going that low. And if that were to happen, I think that, I think that a lot of people would be really happy. Uh, I was just, but you uh, know how um, Campbell said he wanted like a more downhill linebacker. Do yeah. you think Nicobe Dean fits that? I don't really think he necessarily fits what they're looking for. 
No, he doesn't. But I, I think, I think there's a little bit of that to Derek Barnes' game. I know that we kind of talked a lot about, you know, his ability to go sideline to sideline. But I, I, I think the reason why he had some trouble coming along during the season was this is a guy who played with his hand in the dirt at Purdue yeah. for the majority of his career and then switched to off-ball linebacker his senior season. So I think there's a steep learning curve with that. But I also think he's a he's a he's a big physical enough guy that he can play downhill. Um, but then again, like, I, I think a lot of us, I'm not saying the N'Kobe Dean wouldn't be on their radar at all, but what I'm saying is we see with the talk about the Lions switching from a three, four to a four, three and mixing in different looks and different defensive fronts and things like that. Right. I think that this coaching staff is going to play to the strengths of the players that they have on their roster rather than what all of us were subjected to for, you know, three seasons of Matt Patricia and, okay. you know, having to bring in very specific players to fit very specific roles. Yeah. Oh, and, and I think you bring up a good point. It's just like the Lions, even though we want to receive a really badly and they're in potential position to get one at 32, 34, if there is a run at receivers and you bring up a good point, you get a really good defensive player to slip at 32, 34, you should absolutely take one of those guys because, I mean – it's maybe not the most ideal thing, but I don't think it's the worst case scenario. If you go into the season as your starting receivers as Amon Ross St. Brown, DJ Chark, and Josh Reynolds, and maybe you address this position next year when you're in a little prime position to get one. If there's a Nicobe Dean at 32, you, you have to take him. Like, I, I think that's a no brainer. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that, man. Yeah, and like regarding receivers, too, guys, like Holmes found St. Brown in the fourth, LA found Cup in the third. Like, you could always find receivers outside of the first two rounds as well. Yeah, that's a great point. The Lions have five picks in the top 100. So, I mean, it's a deep class, maybe not as deep as the last two you know, drafts as far as receivers, but still a really good receiver class. And even though there might be a run at the top guys in that 20s, that could give a good opportunity for the Lions to maybe get a really good defensive player there at 32 or 34. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, hey, I uh, really appreciate it, guys. Thanks for <laughs> – Appreciate you coming on, on, Ryan. Hey, Ryan, man. Thank you, man. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, man. Yeah. Have a good Anytime, night. man. Yeah, for the most part. I, I think I think it was uh, last week I, I jumped in Twitter spaces. I had my AirPods in, and I was laying in bed, and Pierre was like, oh, yeah, let's bring Ryan on. And I was like, oh, dude, no. Like, <laughs> I DM'd him on the side. I was like, I'm just listening to you guys because I think it's interesting. So, uh, but, uh, yeah, I appreciate having the opportunity to hop on and talk with you guys. Thanks, Ryan. Appreciate yeah. it, man. Take care. Yeah. Yep. Um, you guys bring on a couple more guests and then maybe end this couple. If you guys have a couple questions, couple, yeah, we got to make it kind of quick. <laughs> I know he's been. So we have someone that's been waiting for a minute. We can bring him up. No, nope. yeah, you guys already that's did cool. it. Cool. What's up, Scott? What's going on, boys? Uh, how you, hey, doing, how you doing, man? Same old shit, different day. Yes, sir. Uh, actually, a couple questions for you guys because it's like a, more of a less sen- scenarios of why I think maybe this is the draft is being with the Malik Willis hype and everything. It's going to go Malik Willis. Uh, two two things. Like, do they think that would now? Here's my scenario. Do they think that Malik Willis? They're gonna we're gonna pick Malik Willis because we're not gonna be in the proper situation next year to go ahead and get a quarterback like a Shroud 
or a Bryce Young, you know, uh, Richardson from Florida, or, you know, something, something like that. Like we're not going to be in position because now the weird thing about it is projecting in the next year. Like most people think that we're going to be like better because of the schedule. Now looking through the schedule and everything like that, like there's only three teams like that were scheduled against next year that didn't get better in the off season. So are they thinking that we're going to be terrible next year and we're going to be in the top three picks again, or what, what, what's the deal here? Like I, I, there's so much going on. It's like, I think that they are going to think like, go, like you guys say, go tib. And then, and Um, then bang out a quarter, try to, because they don't think they're going to be very good next year and just get a quarterback next year. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think you bring up a great point. I brought this up multiple times. Like, I think people are not factoring on how difficult it really is going to be to get a quarterback next year. Because I think we are every Lions fan should assume that you're not going to be in the top three next year. You should assume that, and you should not want that. You should your team should not be in the top three next year. If they're in the top three, that's a problem. So they should not be in that position next year. So if you want to get one of those quarterbacks, you're going to either have to one trade up a lot of draft capital to go get one of those quarterbacks, or two. You have to pray and hope that the team's willing to even make that trade with you. Because what if they're interested in needing a quarterback and they're just going to say, hey, screw you. I'm not trading this pick. I'm going to take C.J. Stroud or Bryce Younger, whoever the hell it is. So I don't think people are factoring on how difficult it could be to get another quarterback if they want to move off of golf, if they don't do it this year. But again, you cannot have that thought process. If you don't absolutely love Malik Willis, you don't just take him because you think it's going to be difficult to find a quarterback. Next right. year. You're going to have to you have to figure a way to get that quarterback. So you don't just take that guy just because he's there and you're, like, hesitant on him. Like, if you're hesitant on him, he should not be your guy. You're going to take a guy you absolutely love at pick two. So yeah. that's that, we're going to see come late April what the Lions end up doing, if they absolutely love Malik Willis or a guy they're willing to pass up on. That's yeah, Tyler, Tyler, <clears throat> Tyler, let me say this, though, man. How good do you think the Detroit Lions are going to be? Like, if the Detroit Lions realistically next year, say they're pick 10. Yeah. Is that is that fair to say that they could be pick 10? Yeah, I think that's fair. Okay, pick 10 is fair. I think next year's quarterback class is superior to this this quarterback class, I think by far. I okay. think there's going to be multiple guys, not just the first two picks. I think there could be a guy that could you could just sit and wait and you could get him at 2. I mean, at 10. Or if you need to move up a couple spots, uh, just a couple spots from 10, you might be able to get that guy. It's possible, but it's risky. Yeah, but like when we're factoring in like next year's class, like a lot of teams passed on Justin Fields last year, knowing this QB class was weak. So I don't think teams necessarily like look towards the next class. They just see they love a guy this year or not. No, you're right. Yeah, I, 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 I get that. I get that. Because but I'm just saying next year. But with Brad Holmes' history, though, like what, like his history is, like you guys said earlier, it's literally building through the draft. Like it's quarterback last. Figure that out later. I don't want to say quarterback class. If there's a quarterback you love, you take it. I don't know if it's last or first or whatever, right? If there's a guy you love, you take him no matter what. I mean, yeah. he was with them when they took Bradford, right, at one? He was with them when they took Goff at one. He too. was also with them. When they took, so Bradford was kind of like before the team was built and ready to go, and Goff was when the team was built and ready to go, right? I think, I'm not sure he was but, there for Bradford, but not, I know he was there for golf. I know he was there for golf. No, yeah, yeah, not even, actually. I take that Yeah, back. no, yeah, golf, golf. See, they were Stafford, like ready to build to win for golf. Stafford was when the team was ready to go. Yeah. Right. Yeah, not golf or Bradford. So I, I wouldn't necessarily say, um, like, he takes a quarterback when they're ready to go. I'm, I, I mean, that's just, I'm just so confused on this. I mean, like I said, I, I know Mike Willis is a good guy, good, great character. He's a good guy. 
But how can you not be in love with Justin Fields? Who's like I said, better superior superior prospect. It's different though this year, Malcolm. You're in a way you didn't know what you had when you were taking that team. They haven't even had played one game with Dan Campbell at that point. That te- like that that team had so many questions mark last year, and not that we've answered all of them in this season, but we know a lot more about the identity with this team than we did last year. I mean, those guys got hired in late January. They had a shorter process to prepare for this draft, and I and that's not to say they didn't do their homework on Justin Fields. I'm not saying that, but my point is that. Where the team is now and where the team was last year, completely different. I mean, I, 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 I still don't get it. <laughs> That's the, I, I get you're just saying that, yeah, year one, they don't know what they have. They know that it's started year one to rebuild, but it's okay to get your quarterback year one. Yeah, I feel like that would have shot themselves in the foot with it, though. I mean, I, 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 I wasn't, and for the record, I'm not, I was not for. Justin Fields last year. I was saying that they shouldn't get Justin Fields last year. You, you two were. You, you two were, but I wasn't. But I'm just but saying, they, okay, wait, if they, you're comparing, I'm just saying we're comparing the prospects between this year and last year. Justin Fields is a, a superior prospect than, than, than uh, Malik Willis. Okay, but uh, Malcolm, I'm going to ask you the question. Would you like if they took Justin Fields at pick two this year, if he was in this class? This year? Yes. One, yeah. Okay, that, that exactly answers my question. We're in a completely different spot. With You were not co- happy with that last year if they took him, but if they took him this year, you're fine with it. What's the difference? Uh, you know talking about, about wait, 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 Will I take him over was it Malik Willis? Yes. Will I take him over to Thibodeau? No. Okay, no, that's different. I'm saying if Justin Fields is just Fields, If Justin Fields in the, it was in this draft class, I'll still take Thibodeau. Okay, but would you be disappointed if they took Fields? Say I'll feel the same way they took Malik Willis, but okay. I'm just okay, saying. Never mind. I'm just, never mind. I thought you. I, I thought you said right. you, you would like. I, I'm just saying that. I'm just saying that. You know, they had a chance to look at Justin Fields last year, and you're saying that you're gonna fall in love with just with Malik Willis this year, but didn't fall in love with Justin Fields last well, year. Well, you got to remember too. They worked with Malik Willis in the Senior Bowl. They know this kid how he works. They know how he studies. They know how he prepares. They know I get how that, but turn on the tape, bro. Playbook. Just turn on the tape. Yeah, you could turn on the tape too. And we talked about those issues earlier. Um, but Sky, thanks for Kim coming on. We have a couple more guests and then we have to end this. No problem, boys. Have a good one. Yeah, thank you, too. Sky. All right. Uh Man- Mansur, am I am I saying that right? Uh Mansour, but yeah. Thanks for uh Mansour. Bring me up. Um, hey, man. yeah, thanks for coming on. Pretty cool discussion I stumbled into. Um yeah, so about the quarterback conversation, I guess it's bigger than Willis, but like has the value – do you guys think, like, the value of a quarterback in the draft has almost gone down with what we've been seeing kind of last offseason, this offseason? Like, Stafford getting traded and now, like, Russell Wilson getting traded and Matt Ryan becoming available. You know, like, a quarterback like that, like Russell Wilson or Matt Ryan, can just become available now. You I see mean, what they're being traded for? Yeah, I mean, but Matt, we, Matt Ryan got traded for third. Yeah. yeah Matt, but Matt Ryan's damn near 40 years old, man. He's, wait, he's 36? I mean, Stafford, too. He traded, what, two first-round picks for him? Like, that's not Staff, that much. Stafford's 34. But, I mean, Stafford still has a lot of playing years left. But I can see no, why no, Matt saying, Ryan yeah. go for a third. No, 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 but my point is, like, two firsts for Stafford's not that much. It's really not when you think about it, especially when you get a Super Bowl out of it. It's nothing. Yeah. Compared to, like, well, we saw what Russell Wilson got yeah, and I, the, all these other guys. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think uh, to bring that point up, though – it's just so uncertain. Like, yeah, we're getting more quarterback movement. And I think like what Malcolm said at the top of the show, that's good. We're getting more movement around the NFL. So maybe that does open up. Like you get more veterans out there because a lot of these guys are moving right now. I think I saw a stat like from 
2000, whatever, like every quarterback is on a different team than they were in like this year or whatever after the Matt Ryan trade. So it's like these guys are moving left and right now. It's absolutely crazy. So the veteran market has definitely been more of a, more of a resource lately for NFL teams going that route than just guaranteeing the draft route. And I'm always a big advocate. If you can get a guaranteed guy and you know what you're going to get out of him, I'm always a big advocate. If it's the right guy, you could trade whatever it is to go get that guy. And I was one of the advocates that wanted Deshaun Watson this offseason. But it feels like the NFL players are taking note from the NBA players. If they don't want to be somewhere, they're going to do everything in their power to get out of there. And we've seen that sort of with, like, Stafford. He went out to the lines like, I, I want out, and they traded yeah. him. Right? Russell Wilson, it, he didn't, like, make it, like, public. He wanted out. It Whether he wanted it or like, not. Yeah. <laughs> he wanted out, right? Um, Carson Wentz wanted out. The whole Matt Ryan situation just now, the way they treat him is like, all right, I've had enough of this. I want out as well. And also now players are also getting no trade clauses in their contracts as well. And you saw the Sean Watson contract fully guaranteed. I think these quarterbacks now are going to push for that type of money and those no trade clauses in their deals. Yeah. I was going to say this too, man. I think this is going to be a trend that we're going to see more often. And I think it's crazy. I think this is a Matthew Stafford effect. I think teams, I think players, quarterbacks took note and saw what Matthew Stafford did as soon as he changed scenery. So he went to another team, you know, he won a Super Bowl. And these quarterbacks are probably like, wow, man, I've been here six, seven, eight, nine years, and we haven't done shit. You know, let me ask out, go to a different situation, and see if I can have the same Matthew Stafford effect. And I think that opened the door for a lot of the a lot of these quarterbacks. So I think, honestly, man, going forward, we may see a lot of quarterbacks who've been in a certain situation for multiple years and not getting the same um, – they're not getting results. I think you're going to be seeing a lot of these quarterbacks asking out. So I think what I think what Mansur maybe is trying to hint at or potentially is like maybe one of these good quarterbacks could be available for the Lions in a year yeah. or two. Is that what you're sort of hinting at? Yeah, so I guess what I, yeah, yeah, Cohen was getting at is we built through the draft. We take Tibbs, Hutchinson, whoever it is, and then whoever we take at 32. And you guys were talking about final piece. You know, the quarterback is the final piece. I mean, it doesn't have to be a draft pick then, right? It, it can be like what the Rams did basically. Build, obviously, this great team and then go get that last guy. I think that's that'll, a new That'll era. be a dream. That'll be a dream scenario for me. Mansur, that's that, that'll, be, that'll be my best case scenario for the Detroit Lions. Yeah, but to me, like, that's also a cautious because, like, the Colts tried that, and so far, like, they just got Matt Ryan. But in their the, other things, they were unsuccessful in their other tries. The Philip Colts Rivers, are okay. idiots. Um, the Colts are idiots. They're, they're dumb. They could have had Matthew the- Stafford. La- they could have yeah. Matthew Stafford last year. Right no, and another thing, too, is, like, obviously the Washington football team, too, they kind of did that. Yeah. They they went – I mean, they have Carson Wentz right now. I don't know how that's going to work out. I don't think it's going to work that's out. Not gonna work, that's not going to work out at all. But the Colts, they're, they're, the Colts are dumb because the Colts, as good as that team is, had a chance to get Matthew Stafford. They, they, the Detroit Lions was willing to trade them, Matthew Stafford, them, but they lowballed them. Yeah. yeah. What, what was the offer? A second-round pick? Second-round pick, yeah. And I, I, second- I, But that also brings up the argument. It's like who are going to be the quarterbacks? We don't know who's going to be out there. And if there's a guy that's worth it, then absolutely, yeah, go go out and trade the farm from if you have your team built and you're ready to go for that. Yeah, go out. Go get a, your staff or whoever's out there, right? But it, I think that's just going to be the question mark. Like who is going to be out there? Who is that you guy you're know. trading for? You never know. So, you never know. Yeah. Who, who, who are we to say that? Three, four, five years from now, that Josh Allen's pissed off with the Bills. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I mean, yeah, like, I, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers yeah. is pissed off with the with the Packers. I mean, even though he just got his deal, but 
We we don't know what's gonna happen. Rogers, who who Rogers, saw who right. saw the situation with Russell Wilson? Who saw that Russell Wilson was gonna be pissed off and not want to be with the, with the Seattle Seahawks? I did it. Yeah, and even Stafford. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think I think kind of everybody knew that if Stafford wasn't gonna win, they knew well, eventually he was gonna if leave. They, if it was gonna be a new regime, yeah, probably. Yeah, gonna, yeah, all, yeah. But the whole Russell Wilson, nobody seen that coming. So who are we to say that three, four years from now? One of these top Patrick Mahomes just say, yeah, yeah, but we don't have screw three, this. Four, we don't have three, four years to wait for a quarterback. <laughs> I, I'm just saying. I'm just. I was throwing names out there. You don't know what top quarterback is going to be available at that time, and who knows? I mean, if we have the right team that's built in place, maybe they want to come to Detroit. Maybe look at Deshaun Watson. He wanted to go to Cleveland. Yeah, no, you're right. He wanted to go to Cleveland. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if he really want to go to Cleveland, but when you guarantee someone $230 million that they're going to go to Cleveland, money talks. I mean, I'm pretty sure there was eight NFL teams that offered him that same contract. Nah. Well, I don't know about that, but... I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying there's a handful of quarterbacks, a team that offered him that type of contract. Because they, they said the Browns were out of it, and then they gave him a fully guaranteed contract, and, and he ended up with them, so... Yeah. Well, I, I guess the, the point that we're getting at is, like, we don't know who's going to be out there, and yeah, I mean the 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 caveat though of having a rookie contract on the quarterback is a huge luxury because then you could go out and spend on other positions on your team and and do that. So I, I see both sides to it, but it depends on who you're trading for. If it's elite of the elite quarterback, I'm always oh yeah, go all in for that. You know what you're going to get out of that quarterback. But if it's like someone like question marks like Carson Wentz, you know, like he's been good before, but he hasn't done the consistent base. Absolutely yeah. not. Yeah, so I think it just depends on who it's who it's for. So, and I think that's going to be the question. Yeah, you could end up like the Rams, or you could end up like Washington. It's it's like it's kind of risky to do that, but at the same time, if a good player comes available, you have to inquire. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. All right, we got a couple more speakers, and then we're going to this Manster. Thanks for coming on. Do you have anything else, or you're all set? Oh no, that's all. Thanks, guys. Appreciate yeah, it, man. Appreciate it. Yep. All right, we have. Um, Blue, he's been waiting, and then we'll bring up Lee. What's up, Blue? What's up, man? How you doing? Pretty good. Uh, I have a quick question. It's about the Malik stuff. So, um, I'm going to try to phrase this properly. Um, Malcolm, I actually have a question for you, bud. What does Malik Willis need to do to fix besides the stuff that's easily fixable? You said what he needs to do to fix the stuff that's easily fixable? No, no, no. What is the stuff he needs to fix on besides the stuff that's easily fixable? In your eyes, sorry. I, I'm missing I'm missing the last part you're saying. I'm, I'm not sure you're breaking he's, up. Or what. He's saying, what do you? What does Malik Willis have to fix? He's saying he thinks his decision-making thing is easy to fix. No, 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 I, no. I no. Hold on, hold on, hold but... on. Yeah, what, what does Malik Willis need to fix besides the stuff that's easily fixable? Decision making is not easy, but go ahead. No, yeah, no, 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 no. Tyler, please. What, what's what? Your question is: You said what's his concern? But, but, Malik, what's but, his concern? Is decision making? That's Tyler, a very chill. big concern. Okay, it's not easy. But you don't have to be that spice about it, okay? <laughs> okay. Anyway, I'm 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 confused with the question, man. Okay. As far as like, what what do I believe is not like what uh, is this decision making, man? Okay. Besides like, that, like. That's that's it. This is his decision making. But okay. decision making is not a big decision making is not a big issue. No, it is. I'm not like, saying it isn't. I, like, I, like I'm that's saying, an easy fix. 
I'm not especially, no no especially no, if not no. Listen, there's more than that because I'm pretty sure Malcolm like him to fix his mechanics, you know, his throwing motion, you know, all that stuff to be more polished. Oh, all that stuff, all that stuff could get fixed in you know. Okay, right no, coach. no, no. I'm glad that I'm glad that you can understand that. I'm I'm glad you could see that because a lot of people are writing that off, unfortunately. Yeah, all this okay. I mean, Stafford coming in, his mechanics were all over the place. Right, right. Stafford's throwing off his back foot, throwing off, throwing off one toe. Nikolai Statue of Liberty's throwing the ball. He was just throwing all over the place. Yeah, yeah. He just knew that he had a strong arm. He could get the ball anywhere. Right. But as he got with the right coaches, they fixed his mechanics. His mechanics can be fixed. This is his decision making. Yeah, and and that's like, are that's we gonna fair. like, are we gonna see, are we gonna see like, like when I watch Malik Willis, you'll see a hell of a throw. You're like, oh shit, yeah. look at that throw. That shit's nice. And then you see another throw, like probably three, three, four plays there. You're like, what, what, what the hell was that, Malik? Yeah, no, that's, that's what fair. that's what I'm afraid of. In, that's what I'm afraid of in the pro level. Yeah, that's and, fine. Yeah, if if he if he's not getting that corrected, playing against UL, ULM, like if he's not correcting that against teams like that, like schools like that, what's he gonna do against pro NFL teams? No, I understand that. And again, I'm just glad that you answered my question because that's all I wanted to know. Because, again, my thing is, yeah, he could fix, like, you know, the throw in motion, you know, his footwork, his accuracy. You could do that. And I definitely agree on the decision-making. That's definitely, like, the biggest thing he needs to solve. I was just, again, glad to see that you, you're you able to say, yes, he could fix all those things. Yeah, but that's, that's a no-brainer because, I mean, everybody that's coming out, every quarterback is not super polished with exactly. their mechanics. So exactly. all that could – you get with the right coach, the right QB coach – Right, offensive coordinator, they'll get that fixed. That, that's not an issue. Yeah, and when you also, like, I brought this up earlier, but I don't know if everyone heard it. With Willis, I remember there was a senior bowl report on him that this guy had the best throws during the day. He also had the worst throws of the day. And that's what you see on tape. You like Malcolm. True. Yeah, like, you're right. He'll throw right, and then two plays later, you're like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Like, what is this? Yeah, yeah. And I'm just no, and I'm just scared of the I, what the I did my work too. I, I'm just glad that Malcolm, like I said, no. Because I know you're a big Malik, Malik Willis critic, and I'm just glad you're not doing the ignorant stuff like, oh, he can't fix his accuracy and his footwork and all that because it was the Stafford stuff, like you said, too. No, man, nothing's impossible, man. There's no, nobody's yeah. a for sure. Like, who knows? Malik Willis could come out and be Patrick Mahomes 2.0. It could happen. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm, yeah. Not, I'm, not, I'm not writing that off. I'm just saying anything could happen. But, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. No, and I, I appreciate that. Like I said. I think we can all agree that the decision making needs to be fixed. Absolutely, I am not yeah. going to defend that. Yeah, but, but, but he, can we call that easy? No, I didn't say that though. Because he, I can tell you right now, you tell that to Jordan but, Love, Jordan Love would be like, "Hey, this is not easy, bro." I right. Can tell you, decision making is hard as hell. <laughs> no, it is. It still is. Has, yeah, he I, still I, hasn't no, got no. it. I, again, Tyler, what I was arguing is, can he fix the easy stuff like the accuracy, the footwork, and the the basic mechanics, like yes, that's that's all easy though. Like that's not easy, right? There's no, but no, no. I, I no, I, I understand what he's getting at. He's saying like that stuff is definitely fixable under the right staff. I understand where that, but decision making yeah. is something that's in his head. He has to figure that out himself. Right, right. And, exactly. And, and, and again, that's not easy to be. So that's why when you said the easy stuff, I thought you meant everything that we're talking about. Mostly. Yeah, no, no. I, I'm sorry. I thought you you were gonna understand what I was saying, and that's my fault on my part. You're fine. Right, um, was just a misunderstanding. Blue, we're running out of time. Thanks for coming on. I got to bring on a couple more speakers on. Um, hey, thanks a lot, Blue. Yeah, thanks for coming. Yeah, on, no man. problem, guys. Thank you, bro. Yep. Yep.
I got called spicy today. I don't know if that's a compliment or a, or a diss. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Lee? How's it going, man? <laughs> Is he on? What's up, Lee, man? How you doing? What's going on, guys? How you guys doing? Good, man. <laughs> Brother how you doing? Lee, how you doing, oh, man? man? We're here again. This is what we wanted two weeks ago, right? Like, we wanted other teams to think that we want Malik Willis. Cause this, Let's this, go, man. That's, 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 case, that's my plan. best-case scenario because either a team trades up to one because they love Malik, and then we get our guy that we wanted, Hutchinson, or we get Malik Willis, like, who has an upside and a ceiling. So I think we're in a good position here. Like, I don't know why people are getting, like, so riled up because, like, we're one direction or not. Like, if you trust Brad Holmes, you trust Brad Holmes. So just stick with the process and, like, enjoy the process. Like, I, people are getting really mad about this Malik Willis stuff, and it's just funny. Facts. I, I think people are getting mad at it because the people that don't want him – I think they're seeing that it could legitimately happen at pick two. I think that's why. No, but Tyler, more... Tyler, here's my thing, right? When does playing it safe ever work out? Like to me, like I, I laugh at people to say, "Oh, we'll just get a quarterback next year." Like that's a guarantee. Like you can literally. I agree. They're counting on guys like Bryce Young and uh, who's the kid from? Uh, who says the kid from all? CJ Stroud. Who, who says CJ Stroud is not the next uh, kid from Oklahoma who went off? The rails, Spencer. Rattling. You know what I mean? Like that could easily happen next year. And then now, now what? The guys you were like waiting on are are not there. You know what I mean? So if you believe in a guy, you have to take that guy. And um, to add to your point, Bryce Young is smaller than Kyler Murray. Exactly. That that's actually I know I told Malcolm this. That's a concern for me. Malcolm's a Bama fan. He loves Bryce Young, but. Like no, that kid's special, man. You got, you got to trust me on this. You got, you, 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 there's one thing you got to trust me on. You got to trust me on this. It's Bryce fine. Like, he's good on the field, but could he take NFL hits? Could could the guy take hits? Um, yeah. I had the same questions about Tua, and his first couple years, the answer to that was no. But Tua was getting hurt, though. Tua was getting hurt in college. That, that, that's the thing, though, that's hasn't had an injury. About Malik Willis, like, I'm not worried about his physicality in the NFL. Like, people just bounce right. off of him. Like, he's stout. You know what I mean? Even though He's a little bit shorter. Like he's he's physically there. Like he he has the phys- physicality that's needed. I it's, agree. Yeah, it's, the, it's, the, it's, the build's not the question at all. In, in college, they bounce off NFL. They're not going to bounce off him. I can tell you that now. No, but we're not concerned about Malik. No, but he's got NFL body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he could take hits. He 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 has a he has a a running back frame. You could say. I believe Ryan said he had like 142 missed tackles this year alone. So this guy, I mean, could break you look tackles. at um, I mean, college, I don't look at that crap. What's no, his name? Malcolm, uh, when you say you don't look at that, he has a he has a strong lower body, like a stronger lower body. What's his name from Carolina, North Carolina? Well, uh, I'm forgetting Sam his name. Sam Howell, the same amount of missed tackles, uh, break broke broken tackles. Well, is he is he different. the same? Okay, but they're not the same prospect they're yet. The same. Athlete, they're not the same prospect. Yeah, they're different prospects. I mean, that's a that's a but good. In rushing yards, he had, like he had eight hundred rushing yards. What are you talking about? No, 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 that's cool. But like Malik that's was good, more explosive yeah, and more athletic and faster. I agree. Like that's what, a good what, what I'm trying to say Powell. is that yeah, he, what I'm trying to say is that he broke tackles in in college. What I'm trying to say is that's not going to be the same result in the NFL. It's not going to be the same as it was at Liberty, but it, could he do it? Yes. 
Yeah, can you make a guy miss? Can you make a guy miss? Yeah, but he's not gonna bounce. These guys are not gonna bounce off him like he did in college. No, not like college, but could it happen still? Maybe not as consistent. No. No. It's not gonna be as consistent, obviously not. Okay. But it's not okay, but if you look at this on the bright side, right? Let's say we do pick him and he does work out, right? With all the dead cap that's coming off in the next year or two, can you imagine like the moves that we would be able to make? If it'll be a, it'll be a great move if it works out. I mean, it is like for example, I, this is what I said. Uh, I said this earlier. Can I give you an example? Like Baker Mayfield, right? The Cleveland Browns selected Baker Mayfield, and like over the last few years, like obviously things didn't work out, but they still made the playoffs, and now they ended up with the franchise quarterback. So like, did I mean the playoff did once? They really did they really lose out anything? I mean, for the grace of God, Malik, what's his name? Deshaun Watson wanted to go there. Because if Deshaun Watson decided not to, that he didn't want to go there, they'll be in, in a scramble mess right now. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, uh, for me, my whole philosophy is you just keep picking quarterbacks until you get one. That's what the Cardinals did. They took Josh Rosen. They don't like him. Then they took Kyler Murray the following year. Because, and we'll see. Because, bro, with, yeah, but without, without a quarterback, bro, you're just the soul of your franchise is dead. Like, Right now we have Jared Goff and we're not excited. Like we're just here. Like that's that's the thing. Like if Malik Willis came here and worked out, like it would just enthuse everybody. You're right. No, that's a that's a great point. You don't want to be like the Colts, a team that has a, a perfectly team built and they can't do anything because they don't have a quarterback. I know they got Matt Ryan, we'll see how that works, but the Broncos, same thing before they got Russell Wilson. Really Washington. good team built. Yeah, Washington. Colts are idiots. The Colts really are idiots. Good, really good team built but can't take that next step because they don't have that quarterback. If you get that quarterback, you brought up a great point. It brings up so much more excitement to the team and so much more optimism that you can actually make a run come playoff time. Once January hits, you can actually make a run. You could count on your quarterback to make a big throw in the fourth quarter or whatever. So, yeah, you make a great point. You have to win with good quarterbacks. I mean, that's just been the trend in the NFL. I know Brady's taken all the Super Bowls lately, but – you go far with good quarterbacks. I know Nick Foles has one. I know Joe Flacco has one. I know there's some outcasts like that. But majority of winning teams, Super Bowl teams, you had a very, very good quarterback at home. Consistent winning teams, teams that are winning like on a consistent basis as well, like the Chiefs, they have Mahomes. The Bills yep. have Josh Allen. Um, the- obviously, with the Seahawks, they had Russell Wilson, not anymore, but they were in the playoffs with him, right? Packers with Rodgers. Like- Packers and Rodgers. Like- obviously, the are like fully stacked except Jimmy G was okay what they do they go out they get Trey Lance yeah. who's a guy who has really high upside but that was a way of overpay you know what I mean like right now we have an opportunity to draft the guy my fear is that if we pass on Malik Willis here we're just going to be too good to ever get a high ceiling quarterback that's possible as well it's possible like, yep. Washington. Yeah, anything anything's possible like, we're, we're, like, yeah. right now we're trending with the way Brad's drafting we're trending on being just in between mediocre, you know what I mean? Without having that yeah, high ceiling quarterback. If we pass and Lee, 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 I have a, I have a great comparison. Look at 2020 Washington. I mean, they had an opportunity to take Justin Herbert or Tua. Yep. Uh, Cause Bur- Burrow was taken. They took the sexy edge rusher, Chase Young. I mean, how much of a difference are we talking right now? If they have Justin Herbert on the team, than Chase Young, Chase Young is great, but we, and we love edge. Like, who's, edge the, who's, the, very, kid, very who's the kid position. from Georgia? Um, Trayvon but, Walker. That, yeah. that that Washington team was a totally different situation than us. No, no, they, no, no. and I agree. Let's say, let's say they let's they, say, they uh, desperately need they desperately needed a quarterback. Those were elite quarterbacks that was there, elite prospects. Let's say we draft, they were there. Let's say we draft Trayvon Walker, right? 
and he becomes like not Chase Young, but like a little bit below that. And then Malik yeah. Willis becomes better than Justin Herbert. Like, you know how bad that would look? Yeah. No, I, I think even Washington, like Chase Young is great, but like, could you imagine they're Justin you Herbert right now? With the high and that's hindsight. Quarterback over the high ceiling edge player every time. At any position. It, that goes for offensive linemen. That goes for edge rushers. And I love edge rushers and offensive linemen in the top part of the draft. But quarterback's always going to take the cake on it if it's the guy that's worth the pick, obviously. And we're going to see in a couple of years if Malik Willis is that pick. If that's I'm what the lines you, are. Out of team. everybody in this room, Mal- uh, like if we do pick Malik Willis, Malcolm's going to be the most excited. As soon as the pick's made. He's going to be, I always <laughs> believed in this guy. That's, that's uh, <laughs> no, the to his gut, man. He hated the yeah. egg, and so far it looks like he's right. Unfortunately, we'll see. I mean, uh, like I like I said this twice already. If they do it, I understand it. I'm not gonna be too. Mad. I'm not gonna be like, oh shit! Like I'm not gonna have the Patane Sewell's uh, reaction if they draft him. That, that first game where he gets away from Daniel Hunter and launches it down the field for a <laughs> touchdown, Malik Willis is gonna be going crazy in Florida. <laughs> yeah, and then two plays later, he throws a pick but six. I'll, okay, I'll, then we went down. Jared Goff, like, fumbling at the 20-yard line. I mean, Jared Goff, I'm not, again, Jared Goff, the last five games played phenomenal. I'm not really worried about that too much. Um, I think the whole offense in general, the half majority of the season played like crap. Not just Jared Goff. I think the whole, the whole offense off though like we kind of know what he is and he's kind of like an average quarterback right when you look at a guy with Willis with his arm talent with his athleticism you could see his ceiling like he has a high ceiling but a low floor right so that's that's what they have to um balance i get that i'll give you an example like jared goff is like watching a movie you already watched and you know the ending and Malik Willis is like watching like the new Spider-Man. Like you, 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 you have no idea how it's gonna end. You just you never watched it before. It could either go yeah. horrible or it could be the best thing you ever seen. Let me ask you a question. Say if Jared Goff next year plays like he played the last five games in the season, he plays. Say he played that the whole year. I'm still gonna be disappointed. Say, because I, listen, listen, yeah. just hear me out. Just hear me out. Just hear me out. Say he plays like that all year long, and as far as number wise, he's top ten everywhere. It's like he was 2018. What's our record? Say he takes say 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 we go. Listen, just hear me out. Say we go to the playoffs. Say we actually win our division, get have our first playoff game, win our first playoff game with Jared Goff. Do someone want him out the door? Yes, dude. You're asking for a lot. If that happens, happens, we're keeping Goff. I'm asking for a lot. How am I asking for a lot? You just asked for the NFC North. You just asked for the NFC North. Just just hear me out. I'm just saying, what if? I'm playing what if. Can I give you an answer? Malcolm, like. That what if that last year with the Rams he had like those receivers he had that O line he had Sean. What do you do in 2018 with the Rams? That we're not talking about 2018. He's a different. I'm just saying. What I'm just saying. I mean, okay. the last five games of last year. Did you hear us? If he played like he did the last five games of of he did last year. Yeah. Last five games he played like he did in 2018. Can I give you we're an answer. Golf. Last last five games he played like 2018. Jared Goff. Malcolm, can I give you an answer? Yeah, sure. Let's say you're in the situation that San Francisco is in right now. And let's say Jared got you have Malik Willis as a, like a one year learning type of thing on the bench, and you, Jared Goff goes and balls out and, and wins the North, then you just cash in that check. You you literally go get assets for him, and you still have your young guy, and you get cap space. Like right and now, you have, it's the perfect situation. You literally just 
uh, like pointed out of like the reason to draft Malik Willis. No, I did not. Thank you. No, I did not. I, I did not. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't get what you're saying. So you're saying to draft Malik Willis, even if and if and Jared Goff has Jared, a yes. hell of a year, yep. and Jared Goff has a hell of a year, just keep Jared Goff and keep oh, yes. Malik Willis on the yes. bench. Well, you care. see what he did this year, right? And they're moving. That doesn't on. make sense. If you if you draft if you draft this, let me tell you something. If you draft Malik Willis at two, Jared Goff could take this team to the playoffs, win a game. Most likely, he's just still going to be out. That's what I'm saying. Because that's if you draft you draft Malik Willis, if you draft Malik Willis at two, he, that's your guy. That's I your want franchise Jared quarterback. Goff out regardless. I don't care if he's a top. See, that there 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 it is. Exactly what you just said. You don't care if he's a top MVP candidate. In Detroit, you don't care if he did something that the Detroit Lions hasn't done in damn near three decades, which is win a playoff because game. I, I just don't believe in his ceiling. I don't. You just don't. You just don't like. Guy. You just don't like the guy. That's just no, what no, it is. You no, don't, no. don't like. Nice don't like not that we don't like the guy. I think we have to be realistic. You don't like him as a player. You don't like him as a player. Right. You just said. You just said that he could be an MVP candidate. Yep. And you still yeah, would not want him in Detroit you, anymore. You, you guys are being kind of you, I, I'm with Do, do you not hear yourself? Yeah, no, you, you guys are being very hypocritical. You, do no, you Dalton, hear not, yourself? He could be an MVP candidate. You would not guys, want him in Detroit? Guys, let's be honest. Get out of no, here, man. Okay, no, we know he's not that guy, Pierre. That's not what he's asking. He's saying the what-if game. If he is that guy, yeah, you're keeping Jared Goff. Hell, yeah, you're keeping Jared Goff. You're so, you, would, you, would, you definitely would keep Jared Goff. But I'm just saying, like, if you draft Malik Willis, that, that's, that's your guy. I'm just not putting my job on the line for Jared Goff. Like I'm not no, married. I'm not getting shouldn't. married to Jared Goff. Like I'm just not doing that. All right. Um, we had a request actually. I missed it, but it was from Adam from Budweiser Sports, and I want to see what he had to say. And then after that, um, we'll probably end it. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Lee, for joining. Yeah. Thanks for yeah, coming. Thanks, up. guys. Thanks, guys. Uh oh, we got Mr. What's B. Up, Dude. What's up, Adam? <laughs> What's up, guys? Adam, hey, what's up, man? Hey, hey, welcome to the show, man. How you doing, man? How are you guys? I was chilling. I was Adam, chilling, yo, and then yo, it got a little Adam, hot, so I figured, fuck it. Adam, I just gotta let you know, Adam, you are the talk of the town in Twitter. I just want, I just, I just want to hear what you have to say, man. Uh, I don't know if I'm talking you and Malik Willis. You and Malik Willis. You and Malik Willis is a conversation job, right now. Do my job. I'm just, you know, uh, I'm a big uh, believer that you gotta have a foundation. Before you try making a big jump, and yeah, man, Malik Willis, fuck, so much arm talent, phenomenal uh, athlete. You know, checks off all the sexy bo- boxes that you want from a a young quarterback, and you know the modern NFL. But you don't, we don't have an edge, uh, we don't have an edge rush. <laughs> I mean, bottom of the league for the last six, seven, eight years in terms of getting to the opposing team's quarterback. Our wide receiving right. core is. A dude coming off a broken ankle, Amon Ross St. Brown, and a tight end who has yet to reach his ceiling or anywhere close to it and is always injured. So, yeah, man, it's tricky. It's a tricky situation. I don't think the Lions are ready to sit Malik Willis for a year. He's not coming into a, a playoff team like Patrick Mahomes did, like Aaron Rodgers did, like Lamar Jackson did. This dude's shown up to a 313 and one football team, so... I don't know. Yep. I don't blame them if they do it, but uh, I think they're a year too soon. I think Brad Holmes is committed to Jared Goff for the next two years. And next year, we have to remember, they're going to have two first-round picks again. And if they fall in love with the quarterback, they can mortgage the whole future and go after that guy when the roster is much more capable of winning football games the year after. 
yeah, and we're all team Tebedo, but like we're saying, if they don't take an edge rusher, like I'm saying, I'd be okay with Willis, but I actually prefer edge rusher because like it's a more, I don't want to say safer pick, but it's kind of like a guy who's gonna play right away versus sit for a year. Yeah, I mean, look, yeah. I mean the the talk around, I mean, really, what everyone's talking about is Malik Willis and edge rusher Kyle Hamilton, and if they take Willis, I'm honestly. I guess I can speak for almost everyone. I think everyone in this space right now is pretty confident in Brad Holmes. So right. even if I don't agree with the pick, I can at least know there's a guy capable and a dude I believe in making the decision at least, even if I don't agree with it. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 I'm and, there. Uh, That's where I'm at. Adam, I got a quick question for you too. Would you be mad if they took Kyle Hamilton at pick two? I'm not Would gonna lie, I'd be pretty fucked. I, 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 like, I, like, there, there's, there's, there's no excuse for I'm ready for that. I, like, be, I, I, mean, I don't think they would, man. I just don't think Holmes would take a safety at two. I don't care what kind of safety you are. I just don't he's see him. He's so good. Safety. He's so fucking talented. He's such a good prospect. I swear it's nothing against him, but I don't know. It's, I, it's just like the value, man. Yeah, it's tough. It's just so tough. Like you're gonna pay him seven and nine million on that rookie contract. The highest paid safety in the league gets fifteen million. And this is the question I've been asking everyone: is if you could trade the number two overall pick for T.J. Watt, would you do it? And I think we'd all say yes. <laughs> and if I told you you'd do the same for Minka Fitzpatrick or Jesse Bates, you guys no. would laugh at me. And I feel like that's the conversation that needs to be had more with. Cal Hamilton, he's a phenomenal player. Just we're not ready for him. We don't have a pass I like, rush. I like the analogy, like how you said, would you trade number two for a top safety? That's, no, that's, a, great, that's a great point. I, I've always said this. I'd rather have the 10th the best edge rush in the league than the, sec, than the best safety in the league. Whoever you have is the best safety, Derwin James, Jesse Bates, whoever the, whoever the fuck you think the best safety in the league is. I would take a, a good edge rusher, a very good edge rusher who's like just damn near elite. I would take that guy over the best safety in the league. If that's Eric Armstead, I think it's a great analogy, a great uh, comparison. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Well, Adam, I appreciate you coming on, man. Uh, a little late. Yeah, I know no you have problem. to work in the morning. No <laughs> I appreciate the uh, I appreciate the invite. Well, not really the invite, but the invitation to speak. I appreciate it, man. Thank you, guys. Yes. Thanks for coming. Adam. Sorry if I ruined uh, whoever the hell was next. I apologize. Nah, you're no, good, man. No, you're good, man. <laughs> So now we're gonna bring Adam's coworker, um, Easy from Woodward Sports. My dog Easy, bring him on, man. Man, we got a lit Twitter Spaces tonight, dude. Yeah, we do, man. And this is gonna be one hell of a editing. Uh, thank you, Pierre. Yeah, <laughs> you could play. Oh, I just point that out there. I, I, I said about an hour there. ago. I said no, I, no, yeah, yeah, hundred percent, Pierre. I said this about thirty minutes ago. I'm like, hey, we should probably wrap it up. You know, we don't want to put too much on the plate for our editor, and it looked like easy. Uh, I'm, gonna let, I'm gonna let. I don't know what Pierre's editing this episode. God damn it! <laughs> I got y'all edit this episode. Easy's <laughs> <laughs> back. Lost him, but he's back. Let's bring him back up. Easy, you're you're legitimately the last speaker. And like, I'm sorry. I don't care if Dan Miller comes on. I love Dan Miller, but I'm not bringing Dan Miller on. No, Darren Miller's here. He that I just want to. I just want to hear him say touchdown Detroit Lions. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I need to hear that. <laughs> How's it going? What up, though? Easy. What's up, man? Hey, what up, though, man? How you doing, bro? Good, man. I, you guys do this all the time. Yeah. Yeah, we try to do this once a week. Once Usually a week. Fridays, We're on Wednesday. It's a good show, man. It's a good show. I, I enjoyed a little bit. That. I caught. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, man. Oh, you have any questions, bro? Yeah. No, I man. I just, any, any. I just want to say, I was sitting here thinking. I hear you guys talking about Malik Willis, and like I myself, like this draft, truthfully, I can connect the dots with almost anyone. 
Like I, I wouldn't be too upset with anyone we take at two because we've heard it countless amount of times from people we trust to people on the national media that this is a weak draft class. So if, if we have a GM and Brad Holmes who's batting 500 and he has four first-round picks these next two years, I'm okay with taking a swing at a Malik Willis, at a, at a Kyle Hamilton, at, at a Jordan Davis. Like, like, like the, the, the way this draft class is, it's, it's deep in edge rushers. Like, but we will get an edge rusher. But if, if we also have next year's draft class. We have free agency. Like, this is only year two of a rebuild. We're just collecting pieces. We don't, we don't have to grab something that's going to solve shit, like, right now, you know? That's right. You're right there. But you still have to, I think, take a position that – is very valuable because I don't think you're ever going to be in this position to have the the number two pick again. Like, I don't think you're ever going to be picking that high again. And when you have an opportunity like that, I feel like you have to grab a premium position if that's going to be quarterback, if that's going to be edge rusher. If you needed offensive line, I would put that in the conversation as well, but you don't need that, so take that out. So it's really quarterback or edge rusher for me. So that's why I would lean towards maybe not taking a Kyle Hamilton. Yeah, I think it, it is either those two people, to be honest. Either either a court, either a quarterback or edge rusher. I'm hoping it'll be an edge rusher. Um, but yeah, like you, so you, you said you won't, you won't be mad if they draft anybody at two. You won't, you won't care. Honest God, no. Like this class is so. Yeah, so if they drafted, let me ask you a question. If they drafted Evan Neal, I mean, outside the offensive line, no. Okay. I, I really I, <laughs> that that's probably where I'd probably be a little upset. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna lie. We but, were right. Uh, Let's, yeah, man. It's we're, just, we're right. Yeah, no, that's that's, that's fair. Um, so like Adam said, obviously we trade a number two pick for an elite edge rusher, but would you trade a number two pick for the best safety in the league? For the best safety in the league, this year's yeah, draft James, class, like, yeah, this draft class, um, Williams, Jesse Bates, Derwin like, James, Derwin James, whoever it is, would you trade the number two pick overall for the best safety in the league? Brown believes he's gonna make a change, and I mean, yeah, I, I guess I would have an issue with it. Like this, out of this draft <laughs> class, this, this, again, draft. this draft class is a big impact on like all these answers. We've heard it from everybody; it's a, it's a weak class. Like the difference from Aiden to Mafe, who could be late. Well, actually, now with the job will hurt. What was this, you know projected to be late first, early second? You know, saying like the difference between those two guys isn't a lot. It's really not when it comes down to the potential and ceiling of them. It's just, as a matter of fact, our one of our draft experts, Scott Bischoff, was the one who who reaffirmed this with me. He's like, if and he re- related it to not Kyle Hamilton though, <laughs> but to Malik Willis. He's like, you know, if you're going to take a swing at a quarterback, it's it's this draft class because there's no one that you're going to you're, you're Ch- Aiden Hutchinson isn't Miles Garrett. You know what I'm saying he's not Chase Young. He, he's not going to be these guys. He's not T.J. Watt. It's just it is what it is. So I'm saying, so it's, you're not you're not passing up on something that's generational or, or life changing to your team. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, I I I get where you're coming at. I just don't think you have to take a premium position at pick two. I I just don't think you'll ever be at that spot. I understand where you're coming at though. I do, but I just I I, I don't know. It wouldn't sit well with me if it's not a quarterback or if it's not an edge rusher at two. Honestly. Yeah, I'm I'm just not tripping. Because it's just year two of like a whole, whole process is not going to be completed no matter who we pick, you know. Yeah, you're right about that for sure. It's just like for us, it's just the value. Like in general, I, I don't. The last time a safety was drafted at three, I believe, was in the 80s or 70s or 80s or something like that. It's it's just like 
It was like 91. I, I remember I forgot oh, who it was. I can't bring it up to me. He was like, dude, 1991, there was a guy. I was like, well, shit. You, you see the gap? You see why it doesn't, why it's not common? God damn it. Yeah. It yeah. Makes so, sense. I mean, <laughs> like, if they, I like Kyle Hamilton. I think he's a really good player, man. Like, he's a great player. Just the thought of taking him at two, like, the value just isn't there for me. Like, would you rather pay $7 million to us, like, Edge rusher, a quarterback, or like a safety. Like safeties already kind of make that much, but getting a You're court, right. <laughs> that's what, that's damn near Tracy Walker's contract right there. It is. Yeah. It's a steal. So, um, especially when you're building a football team, those are like your premium positions. Those are the guys who get paid lots of money. It's it's just a steal. But if if we're being honest, so seven million is not a lot of money. No, it's not. <laughs> it, you know? like, what we're trying to say is like the value, like seven dollars for an elite safety, potential elite safety. Versus a potentially quarterback, you, you'd rather pay the quarterback seven mil than a safety. A thousand percent, because quarterbacks are going for freaking forty million on yeah, premium right. sales. Yeah, that's saying. where I'm trying to say like the value. That, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, again, it's not it's not a lot. It's nothing to like worth crying over. But I'm, like I guess I connect the dots with almost anybody they take at too. I'm not I'm not really tripping. And, and like I said, Brad Holmes batting five hundred. That's fair. That's fair. That's easy. fair. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Well, I appreciate you coming on. It's Thanks for coming on. It's easy. Yes, yeah, sir. Appreciate you guys. Keep killing it, man. I'm, I'm going to make sure I'm here next week, too. Right, thank hey, you. Man. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yes, sir. All right, boys. It's almost midnight. I appreciate you guys two, so two much. Two-hour show, man. Two-hour two hour show, show, man. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate everybody who came on and talked and just even listened. It's always much appreciated. You guys were absolutely great tonight. And like, again, we just told easy, we do these shows every single week, usually on Fridays. But like I said, it's a little weird this week because we were a little busy on Friday. So we ended up doing it on a Wednesday. But usually we are live on Fridays around this time, around 10, 10 p.m. Eastern time. So um, if you guys are interested in that, just stay tuned with our Twitter. We usually tweet when we're going to go live and we're going to have our podcast every once a week, too, as well. So, again, thank you guys so much for coming out on this Twitter spaces. Hope you yep. guys all have a good night and I'm out, guys. Yep. Peace. All right, guys, I'm out. Peace. All right, y'all, it's your boy Malcolm, and I am out. Peace. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua, and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter, and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film, and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.